How many of you know that we are just blessed? Amen. I mean, to be able to have just live worship on a Wednesday night with incredibly talented and gifted individuals that are leading us into the presence of God on Wednesday night. How many of you are thrilled that you're, you're in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. It's been a good day. I just think that every day that God gives me air to breathe is a good day. Amen. How many of you are glad that you're alive, alive tonight? Man, alive in Christ as well. I got to tell you that uh, you guys are amazing. You're so faithful. Thank you for embracing the vision of Victory Church. Uh, to know the vision of Victory Churches that we attend. And you guys are so faithful in your attendance. Thank you for having the discipline to be here on a Wednesday night. I know that some of our church family are not with us tonight. I know that some may be at home uh, not feeling well. I, I know that we have uh, our extended family uh, to where they, they began to leave in March and April, and now they're somewhere in the northern part of our country uh, and, and also across the border, but yet they're a part of our congregation tonight because they're watching Victory Church online. Can you do me a favor? And can we kind of give a shout out? They're watching right now. I know that they are. Can you guys show your love and appreciation by giving all of our online family members just a round of applause for tuning in and being a part of the service? We love you guys in Michigan and Ohio and in Canada. Eat your heart out. We're here in the sunshine state of Florida. Amen. It's good to be here. Man, it's good to be in the presence of God on a Wednesday night. Uh, we're going we're gonna to launch uh, from the New Testament. Uh, if you want to go ahead and get ready, in just a few moments, we're going to dig into uh, God's Word in, in John chapter 10. Uh, and the title of the message tonight is, Can You, uh, can you Hear Me? Uh, can You Hear Me Now? Uh, how many of you remember the Verizon uh, national campaign? You, you remember that, that campaign? And, and the guy is bouncing from place to place. And he's like, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? How, how many of you uh, go through that process every day to where you're like, man, can you, you move to this seg section of the house or the living room? And you, well, what about now? Can you hear me now? And the, the idea with the national campaign is that if you are a, a Verizon customer, I don't know if you're AT&T or whatever, but we, we love all of you guys. And so T-Mobile, whatever. But Verizon's theme was that, hey, no matter where you're at, that we have a network that will serve you to whoever you're, whoever you're speaking to, that you'll be able to hear them. How many of you appreciate your cell service with whenever you're able to hear whoever's on the other line? Well, well tonight, that's the idea is that uh, we want to be able to, as Christ followers, to be able to hear the voice the voice of God. How many of you know that that's important? How many of you desire that to be able to hear the voice of God, no matter where you're at, what season that you're kind of working through? I know our desire is to hear the voice of God. Uh, a 92 year old man went to the doctor to get a physical. A few months, actually a few days later, the doctor saw him and he was uh, kind of skipping along the sidewalk and on his arm, he had this most beautiful, gorgeous young lady that was on his arm. And of course, he went in for his follow-up appointment, and the, the doctor looked at him and said, man, I really believe that you're doing fine. You're doing, you're doing really, really well, aren't you? And of course, uh, the man responded back, well, I'm just doing what you said. Get a hot mama and be cheerful. And, and the doctor stepped back and looked at him and said, I didn't say that. I said that you've got a heart murmur. Be careful. 
How many of you know that it's important if we're going to hear, hear and listen to the voice of God that it starts with the ability to be able to hear his voice? Amen. I know that the thought for tonight is to be able to uncover how do we hear the voice of God. Knowing that there's opportunities that come our way. There are those challenging moments that come our way. And we dig in and say, God, I need to hear your voice. I need to hear your voice in this hour. And here's what I can tell you. That if we're going to know the voice of God, when he speaks, that we can turn to his word and scrub it against these pages right here and say, man, if God is speaking, I know that it, it will align itself with his word. John chapter 10, verse, verses 2 and 4, and then we're going to skip to 14. And then 27, I believe that it's on the screen. Yes, it is. Thank you, guys. And, and we're going to read right now. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they what? They know his voice. Continue on verse 14, guys. I am the good shepherd. The same thing continues on. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Verse, verse 27, guys, says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they do what? And they follow me. Father, thank you for tonight. I pray, God, that as we walk through this message, and Lord, we look at your word I pray, God, that we'll discover practical ways, practical steps of hearing the voice of God. I pray now that you would speak in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. I believe in hearing the voice of God starts with just recognizing his voice. Voice recognition. It's amazing that technology has come so far that even with our smartphones, with our tablets, that there's a voice activation now that if I were to just give a command to my phone and I said, okay, Google, that my phone would come to life and it would wait for my next command. Of course, if you said, Alexa, I need to schedule an appointment and it's automatic. I don't even need to thumb through or to kind of type in. That is the technology that we have. But I can tell you that voice recognition, the idea of it is not new. How many of you are pet owners? You possibly have a dog at home. I, Kelly and I, we still have Charlie. Praise the Lord. Charlie is still with us. He's still alive uh, and, and he's doing well. And he's, we're five months into this with our pet and uh, we're still working on voice recognition, but he's, he's learning it. He knows the lower tones, the higher tones. He's learning the various commands of to sit, to stay, and, and to come on, and, and let's go, and get, in, get inside now. I mean, he, he's, he's picking up that, that, that command as well, but it's not anything that's new. Uh, as a matter of fact, whenever I was preparing for the passage, uh, for the message tonight, and the passage of Scripture, uh, in my mind, and, and I'm reading this, and, and Jesus is speaking here, 
And he's really speaking and saying, hey, listen, there are those that are going to kind of try to speak into your life, but know that I'm, I'm the Messiah. I'm the one that you need to listen to. I'm the one that you need to follow. And as I'm, I'm reading this passage of Scripture, it comes across my mind. I'm like, well, is that true? I mean, is it just a, a metaphor? Or is, does it really happen? Does a sheep, do sheep really know the voice of their shepherd? Sheep really do know the voice of the shepherd. How many of you can agree with that tonight? As followers of Christ, as we draw closer to him, and we begin to recognize those moments throughout life, we know God's voice. I got to tell you, as a a husband, uh, Kelly's still working with me on all the commands and telling me to sit and to stay and to be quiet, and I don't need you now. And I'm working through that. How many of you will be praying for me that I'll pick that up at some point after 26 years of marriage that I'll finally get in step with what my master is telling me to do? Hey, man, come on, guys. You know what I'm, I'm talking about tonight. But I can tell you that when I'm preparing for the message, I told Kelly about this video. She, did, she didn't see the video. I said, it's the coolest thing. I mean, the different ones step up in the sheep, and but when the farmer steps forward, the sheep just take off running, honey. And she, she's looking at me, and, and she's, she's engaged, and she asks the question, well, how, how, do the, how do the sheep know the shepherd's voice? And I think that really kind of just launches us into the, the message uh, for tonight. I believe that we learn the voice of God through our experiences because of the Spirit of God that abides within us. And in Genesis chapter 24, and just kind of paraphrasing uh, the story, you're familiar where Abraham speaks to his servant, and he, and he gives a charge to his servant to go and find a, a wife for Isaac. And of course, the weight of this task and knowing that the servant is, is going to find a wife for, for his master's son, and he begins to pray to the God of his master, He says, I need to hear from you. I need to know that what I'm about to do, I need to know that the person that I pick, the woman that I select, is the woman that you have for Isaac. As a matter of fact, God, please speak to me. Let me see that this woman, whenever she sees me, that she'll come and and offer me water. And not only offer me water, but also, Lord, let her also provide water for, for my camels. And you guys know the story that Rebecca enters the scene and she does exactly what the servant had been praying for. And the servant automatically knows, man, that God is speaking in this very moment. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, you're familiar with the story with Samuel, young Samuel, who's spending time with Eli. And the night comes that they're resting and Samuel awakens in the night and he runs to Eli as if, as if he hears his name called and he believes that Eli's the one that's calling him. And Eli turns him away. And that process happens again a second time. And again, Eli turns Samuel away. And then the third time, he's awakened in the night and he hears his name called Samuel. And he runs into Eli and it, and it snaps within Eli that because of this experience that young Samuel is beginning to recognize the voice of God. And he directs him to go back and lay down. And when you hear the voice of the Lord again, respond and say, Speak, Lord, for your servant 
is listening. I believe that as, as Christ followers, we are lifelong learners, that we should be engaged in learning to draw closer to the Lord, in learning to hear His voice, and to be able to recognize His voice as we're on this journey. That as we're babes in Christ, we're learning what it means to, to hear the voice of God. That as we become mature followers of Christ, that we begin to know that, yes, God is speaking. That that moment, yes, that was a God moment. I believe that these moments can be categorized into to two columns. I believe that there are, are everyday occurrences, just common experiences that we have, that there are whispers of God, that God is speaking to us, that there's not really anything on the radar, there's not really any, any large opportunity or anything that's a challenge that's going on in our life, but yet God desires to speak to us even in those common moments versus the distinct moments to whenever it's the big ticket item that's facing us and saying, God, is this opportunity the one that you're bringing to me? God, is this a new business venture? And we, we dig in and we want to hear God's voice in a strong way in those, those, those specific moments. But I believe, I believe that if we're going to hear God's voice clearly, when those big ticket moments come, that we have to prepare first and that we have to be engaged in, in listening and hearing the voice of God. It's the daily whispers that God gives to us. I believe there's four things that we can do. Practical steps, and if you're taking notes, if you're a note taker, go ahead and, and jot this down, that, that number one is, and I believe this, is to set an appointment with God. I, I don't know about you, but I, if I'm going to remember to do something, I have to put it on, on my calendar. That if I'm sitting in the, the presence of, uh, whether it be our executive pastor, Pastor Dan McBride, or my father, or I'm engaged in with one of you guys, I'm, you'll notice that I'm jotting notes because I have to. If I don't jot the note down and take the time to kind of set that reminder for me, I'm likely to forget what I've been asked to do. I don't know if you're wired that way. You may have that uh, photographic memory to where you can just remember things off the top of your head, but I'm just not wired that way. But I can tell you that Ecclesiastes chapter 3 speaks to the importance that our God is a God of order, that our God is a God of, of processes and, and behaviors that we can adhere to. It says there is an appointed time for everything. And there is a time for every event under heaven, a time to give birth and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. I believe that if we're going to hear the whispers of God, that we must prepare ourselves. For if we don't set appointments, we're likely to miss those opportunities to hear the voice of God. It really doesn't matter whether it's morning, noon, or night. How many of you are early risers? You're, you're a 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock, maybe earlier. How many of you are saying, man, how do, I, I'm hoping maybe 10 o'clock is whenever I get rolling. Maybe I'm, I'm in the game whenever noon rolls around. Some of you guys are night owls and you're saying, man, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I'm just getting in the, into the groove of the day. And you're cooking along. How many of you know it really doesn't matter whether it's the early morning, whether it's noon, whether it's night, the priority and the value of saying, man, I value the voice of God. 
It's important that we put it on the calendar. Here's what I can tell you, that if I looked at your calendar, I could tell pretty quickly what you do value in life. I believe that we should be strategic, that we should set time aside and make sure that we're not missing an opportunity to hear the voice of God. I believe that when we miss those appointments, that that becomes a disappointment in our life. Has the ability to, the, to where discouragement may creep in, frustration may come. But I believe that if we're, that if we're mindful and that if we're specific, that we set those times on our calendar and say, God, what do you have for me today? Speak to me in this hour. Number two, be still and worship. I love this passage, and it's a familiar passage. Many of you know it in the room, Psalm 46. It says, be still and what? Know that I am God. We all fight those battles, those challenges in life. How many of you know that sometimes we just need to rest and be still in the presence of God and stop moving and stop trying to maneuver and stop trying to manipulate but allow God to be God? How many of you think that life is just better when we allow that to happen, to say, I'm going to rest in the presence of God. I'm just going to, to be still. Be still in the presence of God. And as we're still and resting in the presence of God, we begin to worship and we begin to exalt his name. And whether it's an old song or whether it's a new song, it's our Father in heaven that we're worshiping. Amen? I don't know if you've been worshiping with us for any length of time, but if you have, you'll know that as we enter into some, some just special moments here on our campus, that for my father, when we talk about what's that go-to song, often when we're here in the altar, you'll hear, in the presence of Jehovah. How many of you know that? You know, you, we, we, hey, 80%, 90% of the time, we're going to hear that song. And then what's going to happen after that in the presence? We're going to, he was there all the time. Amen. For my kids, man, when they say the go-to song for them, and, and they were raised here on this campus, uh, I don't know if you remember Alvin Slaughter in Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, and we, were, we would incorporate some of his songs into our worship sets. But Taylor and Grant, when they were younger, they would go home, and, and they would imitate Jim Campbell. How many of you remember Jim Campbell and leading worship here on our campus? And, and he would sing out, man, give God, give God the glory. How many of you remember that song? And, and how about this, whenever, when Jim Campbell would step to the edge of the stage and he would take his, he'd take his finger and he'd say, Satan, the blood of Jesus. You remember that? And, and then the Jim Campbell head shake. You know what I'm talking about? When he would just kind of shake his head and just and point down and say, Satan, the blood. And my kids, they, my kids know that. Here's, here's what I've got to believe. That that song probably is buried deep within. That in those moments that my kids and many of you are entering into the presence of God and saying, God, I need to hear from you. And knowing that maybe it's a new song by Jesus culture instead of fire. Deep in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. 
I want more of you, God. I mean, you're glad I'm not leading worship on Sunday morning. <laughs> really doesn't matter about the song, does it? Acts 13 says this. Verse 2, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said that in our moment that we're worshiping and that we're being still in the presence of God, that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Whether we're singing in the presence of Jehovah, whether we're singing a Jesus culture tune, whatever that song is, we just put it in, push play, and we begin to rest and we're still in the presence of God. How many of you are grateful and thankful for those moments, amen, that God begins to speak to us in those quiet moments? Number three, pray and read. I can tell you that Mark chapter 1, verse 35 states this. It says, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Psalm 119, verse 147 says, I rise before dawn and cry for help. I have put my hope in your word. The power of prayer. I've had the joy of starting a new small group. And if you're not a part of a small group, I've got to tell you, get into a small group. Man, it will minister to you. It's an opportunity for you to do life with others. But I've, I have the opportunity. We just started it. There's only three of us in the group. I think we're adding a fourth person here next week. But one of the guys that's in the group, I'm not sure where, quite, quite where he's at in his relationship with the Lord. But he shows up for every small group. And he knows what I do for a living. And I kind of lead the group and we get into our devotion. And he knows, he knows now that we're going to pray. And it's great to see some of the seeds that are being planted in his life right now. Whenever he steps to the table and he says in a very innocent way, very, very genuine way, hey, when you get to that prayer thing, that's what he calls it, that prayer thing. Man, can you, can you remember this need? And deep inside, man, I'm exploding. Because I know seeds are being planted. And this guy, for the very first time, is beginning to recognize that there is a voice in heaven that is beginning to penetrate his heart. And that a difference is being made. He says, when you get to that prayer thing, and I'm rejoicing to say, man, I know a day is coming very soon that I'll be able to stand and rejoice and to say, man, do you want to know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? How many of you will be praying with me that that day will come soon? That he'll know what it means to serve God Almighty and that God will continue to reveal himself in those quiet moments and that he'll begin to mature and that he'll begin to read the Bible. And that's the question that we have and saying, man, and where do I begin? For someone that's new, that's new in their faith, and I'm teaching him how to download the U version and saying, here's, here's a Bible app. And, and here's what I'm telling you, just... Just start reading somewhere. I'm just telling you, just start reading somewhere. Try Psalms, try Proverbs, try in the New Testament, start in the book of, of Matthew. And all of this, you have to understand, he's looking through an, an unchurched lens. And I'm saying, just, 
just start reading. How many of you believe that if he just starts reading that the Holy Spirit can do the rest and that he can begin to hear the voice of God during those moments? I don't know about you, but it begins on page two in, in my Bible and it ends on page 1735 that somewhere in these pages, this is, this is the word of God. This is what guides me. This is what directs me. This is what is guiding and is going to direct my new friend. Just start reading somewhere. If you value the voice of God in your life, we have to put practical steps in place to be able to mature in our faith. And number four, and guys, if you can hear me, please come back to the piano and worship team and we're wrapping up tonight. In number four, listen and write. How many of you know that sometimes it's just good to just shut your mouth and listen? Just listen. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, it says, And the Lord answer me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it, in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 2, in God's Word is speaking to us again when we talk about listen and writing. When we hear the voice of God saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, write in a book all the words that I have spoken to you. Here's an idea. That when we begin to hear the voice of God, that we begin to jot down the very thoughts, the very prayers, as if we're writing to God, putting it into writing, journaling. Some of you say, well, I'm not journaling. I'm not writing. I don't know. I just read the Bible and it sounded like it was a pretty good idea to me. Sounds like it may be a practice Something very practical that we can embrace and begin to write down. God, you know that I have this business venture. And then begin to respond and say, well, what is it that, what do you believe that God's saying to you? Writing down that prayer, but then responding back and saying, well, God, what are you, what are you saying to me? I believe that you said in your word that if I delight myself in you, that you will give me the desires of my heart. God, I know that you want my marriage to be healthy. Hmm. God, well, I believe that you may be saying, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. But yet his, what? Leaf does not wither. He's like a tree that's planted, I'm paraphrasing, planted by the river. You're a blessed man. And we begin to write down. How many of you know that God speaks to us in various ways, various manners? I think it begins, I know that it begins, when we value hearing the voice of God. When we value the voice of God, that's when He speaks. So what is the Holy Spirit saying to you tonight? When you examine your own life, if I were to take a, just a quick inventory of the room, 
If I were to ask you to raise your hand if you have that big ticket item right now in your life that you need God to speak to you in a great way. I believe that I would get a response. And that's the way that it should be. That we can go to our Heavenly Father with any request, with any need. I believe that if we said, man, God, I want to hear your voice. He would say, I'm speaking. I told you, man, my sheep, my sheep know my voice. My sheep, my sheep listen to me. My sheep, I'm the shepherd. My sheep, they follow me. And it's in those moments whenever we rest in the presence of God, whenever we're worshiping Him, whenever we're praying, whenever we're reading the Bible, when we're taking the time to actually put it on the calendar as an event for the day, that it's in those moments that God speaks. Amen? I believe that God is speaking. The question is, is do you want to listen? So tonight, Dave's going to lead us in one of my favorite worship songs. And as he sings through this worship song, and our, our altar workers are here, if you're needing to hear from God, God is here. Amen? God is in our presence tonight. I believe that you can make your way and come into an agreement with your brother and sister in Christ. But here's the good news. That God's here. But as soon as you walk out of this sanctuary and that you make your way to your car, that the presence of God is the front, in, in the front of an F-150 pickup truck. Amen? God is in the front of the, the Toyota Celica. God is in the front of the, the Dodge Ram. And that when you pull into your home and you walk through that front door and you turn on the TV or you turn on that song, that the presence of God is there as well. But tonight, I want to invite you as we enter into a worship song that if you desire to hear from God and you have something that's pressing on you, step forward, come out tonight, and then we'll pray in just a moment as we get ready to prepare to leave. Pastor Dave.